Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome in. Episode number 31 of Jobbing Out, which of course is because Sunday is the 31st ever SummerSlam, and I definitely knew that all along, and we <laughs> didn't actually already record this once where I didn't know that and felt like an idiot and then found out later that the recording was crashed. That didn't happen at all. I knew that the entire time because I'm just that big of a professional wrestling fan. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, no, not the main event, AJ Francis. He'll be here later. But in the meantime, we welcome in our pal, the fourth mic of Jobbing Out. Uh, despite the many challengers that we've had over the years, he remains the guy, at least for now. He is That's our right. pal, Steve Miggs, from out in Seattle, and he is back with us this week. Miggsy, I know you uh, told everybody at Defy that despite having the biggest weekend in the history of the promotion, they could go fuck themselves last week yep. because you wanted to see some local band, I guess, that you like. I don't, I don't know, some podunk band that's from Seattle that you're into. Um, and that's- yeah, they, they put, like, some small, like, outdoor little, like, softball fields. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be something, man. They got this one song about a kid who bit some kids, ladies' recess, ladies' breast. What? <laughs> what a bizarre song. I don't think yeah. that could work at all. I don't, no. I don't know what you're talking about. I give them no chance of ever having success. <laughs> oh, man. Migs, so Migs, the deal is, if you missed us last week, uh, Aaron let us know. By the way, you would agree, in fairness, the the biggest upgrade in the history of professional wrestling. Like, you, you skipping out, bummer for you. Because right. I have no idea how Defy ever goes back to you in the future now. <laughs> well, dude, was, and, you know, when I, I was talking with Jim Perry, and he was like, yeah, you know, man, we got to get something cool for, you know, being here. And, you know, originally, like, cause, you know, Progress went there. So they had, you know, Jim Smallman, which would be a perfect replacement right. since he, we, we thought he'd be in town because he did Thursday night. And then Friday night was Defy and Progress with Defy and United. So I'm like, dude, that's awesome. You know, get a way more talented ball tattoo guy <laughs> right. to, to fill in for me. That's great. And then that, and then he found out he wouldn't be in town. So he's like, you know, who we're going to try and get is uh, Melissa Santos. Cause you know, Brian Cage is going to be there. And I'm like, Oh man, if you get her, I got to figure out a way to be there for that. And then I realized if I'm there for that, they're not getting her. So it's a <laughs> weird, bittersweet thing. Well, but, okay. You know, like, you're right. welcome. You got Melissa Santos. I'm like, God damn it. I'd like to be there for that. Okay. That would have been awesome. You've been in radio long enough, and you've actually done this thing that the rest of us haven't done, which is um, success. So, like, you've, you're, you're okay. Like, you don't ever have to worry about what happens if I go on vacation. The rest of us have been in that position where, like, 
hey, we'd like to go on vacation, but we're really afraid of what they're going to do when they hear the guy that fills in for us next week and maybe liking that person too much and deciding we could go with that. Um, it's it's <laughs> happened to a lot of us. Like, that guy might not want to get paid any money, and it doesn't sound so bad. So we're going to go. Are you at all worried that after the crowd at Washington Hall saw and heard and, again, more importantly, saw Melissa Santos, right, that, right. that maybe like when Aaron's out there on September 8th, he might be watching Melissa Santos in that role again, and you'll be politely invited to hang out in the crowd and watch the show. <laughs> I'll probably not do that. I'll be like, oh, now Steve's our celebrity bell ringer. And <laughs> that's about it. I'm like, all right. Like, Trust me, man. I was, I was bummed to miss it. Uh, I still have those massive insecurities all the time when it comes oh, to everything that I do. But I was like, that's a freaking cool moment. And, you know, when I missed it the one time in Portland, they had Randy Myers, who I know a yeah. lot of people maybe on, uh, outside of Washington don't know a lot about. Well, Vancouver and Portland do. The guy's just magic on the microphone. He's like poetry on the mic. And so he did Portland. Not only did he wrestle, but he also was the ring announcer. And I just heard it went great. So the next time we went to Portland and did the Hawthorne Theater, I'm not going to lie. Like when I first got out there, there was a severe moment of panic and, and anxiety. That <laughs> as soon as I walk out that curtain, I'll be like, hey, it's Steve. Great. Yeah, right. so, <laughs> yeah like the fuck's Randy? Right. Where's the guy we like? Yeah, exactly right. Like, we'll put up with this guy because we won free tickets from him on his radio show once, but where's the guy that... So, so wait, if I start a Where's Melissa chant on September 8th, how do you think that'll go? <laughs> what a dick. You should definitely do that. Uh, <laughs> that'd be really I bad. think it'll go great because she won't come out and then you're the dick, so That's true that works too. out fine for me. That's true, too. You end up looking all right in the process and then i'll get a he's the worst chant going because i have the microphone <laughs> oh yeah, that's so microphone. true that is so true <laughs> all right well we've got migs with us because it is uh it is a pay-per-view week by the way coming up a little bit later on the program aj's gonna join us um we just unfortunately we can only get aj for as much as we can get him because of his training camp schedule it is what it is we understand that as uh, he's trying to make sure that he makes the roster with the giants so aj will check in a little bit later on to make his own picks for the weekend and then later on in the show we're really excited jordan grace is going to be on the program um first of all i wanted i wanted jordan grace on the show for a couple of reasons migs do you know about the book that jordan grace has put out all i know is that she is on fire on twitter i love her she's awesome she pulls no punches and seems to really not give a fuck about what people think and i think that's exactly right i love i love her for that first of all she calls herself thick mama pump which is god bless her right like god bless her two she's gonna be part of the over the budget battle royal at all in and could conceivably end up wrestling jay lethal for the ring of honor championship that night which would kind of be a pretty fucking big deal um and then on top of that she has a book out which is such a great concept it's called DMs of a Female Indie Wrestler. And all she did was just literally print no. all of the insane, nasty, unbelievable things that thirsty-ass wrestling dudes send her in her DMs. And it's such a great concept. I like it, the, the scary part about this, and we'll talk about it with her, it's probably hilarious, but it's also probably really terrifying. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a little well, nervous. Yeah, I, I, I'll like train and wrestle sometimes with like some ladies that in the Northwest, and like we'll be bullshitting just randomly, and 
And I mean, not only just from wrestling fans, but like slimy uh, promoters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. and then some of these promoters, if like if the girls like look, man, like that's cool and all, but I'd really appreciate you stop texting me because like I didn't give you my number or whatever. Then those promoters go on like some big soapbox on social media about how wrestlers nowadays don't understand respect of the promoters. It's like, no, Not you're just a slimy Correct. piece of shit. Yeah. And, and, and you're like being super flirty with this chick who's trying to be respectful and nice and just be as nice about you being a slime ball as possible. But, oh man, I don't even know. I know like even in radio, like, you know, we have a couple ladies on our show and they'll oh, yeah. show me the DMs that they get. And sometimes they're not even like words it's just pictures of guys penis okay it's 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 depressing i cannot believe and we'll ask her but i cannot because i've heard this before that dudes like unprovoked will just send like i i remember being 18 (laughs) and i remember doing some things that like 35 year old glenn would shudder about now there's plenty of things 35 year old glenn does now that i'm sure 50 year old glenn will shudder about but i would have never in my life just randomly sent some chick I don't know a picture of my hog. Like, it's not something that I would have done. Now, maybe a dude I don't know. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> kidding. We all did that. It's mostly kidding. Uh, I've been guilty of that because I thought it was funny. Yeah, right. It's hilarious, <laughs> right? It would just be hilarious to send this picture. I'm kidding. I, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. But we will talk about that with Jordan Grace later on in the program. I'm excited about that because she's amazing. And by the way. Yeah, dude, the, the whole penis thing, it cracks me up. I. I remember one time when we first started getting pictures on our phones, I was chatting it up with some chick, and you know we were flirting. And I thought, oh, well, from what I hear, this is what you do: you send a penis pic. So <laughs> as we're flirting, I send one off to her, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to go well. And her response was just thanks with a question mark. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I was like. And at that point, I just went back. I'm like, my bad. Yeah. And she laughed it off. Like, we were, like, I mean, just, I mean, we ended up hanging out for a while after that. And, like, yeah. that was, like, an ongoing joke between her and I. Like, nice. Right, right. But, like, that was at least, I thought, okay, well, we were at this point. We were saying naughty things to each other. This seems like a good time to send it. Not, hey, I'm a big fan of your wrestling. Oh, here's my dog. <laughs> right, correct. By the way, Mix, <laughs> I got to tell you, I appreciate you sharing that story. I'm so sorry you've just been fired from the morning show on KSW. <laughs> Me too. It's just the way it is, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so it happens. Sorry. Well, nowadays I tell everyone on Snapchat, if you're a woman, you send me a snap, I'm going to send you my penis in return. Well, that's just the, it's a given. Right. Now, now, now you know. Because you yeah. see, now that's okay, though. Because yeah, now you put a disclaimer you've established it. Right. Exactly right. You now know what's going to happen here. So if it happens, you made the choice on your own. Exactly the way well, it goes. And I'm, I'm a 40-something-year-old man just trying to keep up with the millennials, and I think that's what they do, so that's what I'm doing. All right. Uh, before, I can't boy, believe she made a book of that. I heard it's that awesome. she was gonna, but I didn't know it's she awesome. really did it. It really is awesome. I actually am. Uh, have already ordered the book because I, 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 I just want to support the concept more than anything else. I, I support yeah. the fact that she said, and like again, I like I think it's going to be funny, but I also think that it might be a difficult read. Like I also think that I'm going to realize, oh god, this is actually it, humanity. It'll be more cringy. <laughs> Correct. I, Correct. I can't. I can't do those like the cringe movies or the cringe TV shows. Yeah, so. yeah. You have that moment where you, you definitely get to the part of the movie where you're like, "Oh, I don't want to watch this anymore." Like, I know it's coming. I don't want to watch this right now. Like, okay, I, I'm, I'm assuming both of you guys because you're human beings and you're breathing. You're fans of the film Forgetting Sarah Marshall, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, the part where he ends up getting the hand job from Kristen Bell. I like legitimately can't watch because I'm <laughs> I'm furious. 
I'm fucking furious at him. Like real life, I'm. It's one of my favorite films ever made, but I I can't do it because I'm genuinely like I'm I'm overcome with anger every time I remember that that fucking dumbass got to hook up with Mila Kunis and then the next day went and got a terrible hand job from his ex. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? And you're a fat piece of shit, man. Like what is wrong with you? I like it it bothers me <laughs> to my core. There's a pro- I have a I have a problem. <laughs> I don't know what it is, See, man. See for me it's the uh the answering machine scene in Swingers. I just okay. I, I'm All so right. uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. I don't blame you for that. All right, let's uh, – God, can we just do this instead of making picks? I'd be all right with it. I'd be all yeah. right with just sitting around shooting Dude, I shit. think we found our bet. What is that? Oh, do we, wait a second. <laughs> send a dog pic to a random girl. Okay, I don't – okay, I like where your head's at. And the other thing I'll bring up because we're all married so we can all touch on this. Clearly, our wives have no interest in receiving dick pics from us, right? No. Because, like, we're married. Bro, actually, we did this on my podcast once in the mix, and we called it the dong race. And what we all had to do was go into the office, close the door, and take a flaccid picture of our dog. Oh, God. Oh. And, right. So oh. not even, like, at all impressive. Like, oh. super oh. non-grower, non-shower. And oh. we all had to send it at the same time to see who would get a response. Not to – only to your own significant other. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Let's. Yeah, right. No, I mean. And the, and the race was to see who would get a response back the quickest. So – as we all send it off, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but like my wife and I, we don't do that. And because and you're married, why would you do that? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> so now for the entire podcast, there's just panic of how is this going to go over? And you couldn't say anything other than how are you doing? And it's a picture <laughs> of your dick. <laughs> all right. Well, one of the guys heard back from his his woman in a minute, and she wrote "mama like." And, and he oh. Was like, oh, oh. You, she might he might want to divorce her dude like that no like this is long story short they're no longer together yep that there you go there you go all right i guess we'll do it loser has to send a picture of their flaccid penis to the other one's wife i don't know why we're doing that but I, no no we're not, we're not and then you have to send the response to the rest Jesus of the boys Jesus christ could you even imagine like my I, wife's response it took her 10 minutes the 10 longest minutes of my life and all it said is because at the time she was at grad school and she's like, I'm with my classmates and this popped up on the thumbnail. <laughs> she's like, I, I was so glad that I couldn't tell what it was, which made me feel real. Yeah, badly. that's not great. Kind of... <laughs> that's not great. Um, I've definitely had the moment, right, where like, OK, so again, we got to go back a few years because, again, we're married, so we don't do these types of things anymore. Like, right. We, we barely have sex. It's more like in the middle of the night, we both look at each other like, are you up? I'm like, yeah, I'm up. All right, I guess. Like, yeah, it, you know, and we're, and, and we're yeah, correct. And we're done having kids, too. So, like, we don't even have the interest for that reason. So, like, right. now it's just completely like, I, I, I guess, but I could always just jerk off tomorrow. Like, it'll be right. fine. Like, gonna... <laughs> I, mean, I still got to watch a Tony Storm match, babe. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm good. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, oh God! It's the actually the reason that I wasn't allowed in Seattle last weekend. Um, it was a, but but I remember being in this position where like you know somebody says, "Hey, can I?" They want to like you're like I got a picture of whatever it is you're describing something. You're like, "Hey, I remember the time that I was hanging out with Pearl Jam and like 
Oh, you know what? I got a picture, right? And so you start scrolling through your pictures in yeah. your phone and completely fucking forget that, like, you didn't delete a, the picture of your dick that you had just sent out. So there you are with, like, your buddy, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, oh, that was from uh, that was from when we went to Florida. Oh, that one was from uh, my 30th birthday. And, oh, shit, that was nothing. <laughs> that was nothing at all. <laughs> God. That was a Fourth of July firework. I yeah, swear. Right? Like, <laughs> God damn it! Um, actually, that's probably how Snapchat started. I bet the creator did exactly that and decided, oh, you know what? I need to make an app where I don't have to worry about. Okay, that. okay, but that's absolutely what. It even is. though we all admit we're all married and we don't do it anymore, are you certain that there isn't that danger? That if someone went through somewhere on your phone, they wouldn't find something either of yourself or of her or you know I don't know somebody else from a, another time in your life. That, like, you haven't remembered to delete everything that you need to remember to delete. I could say with complete confidence, if someone went through my phone, it would be the most boring experience of their life. Right, and, right. and, like, 85% of my pictures are of my dog. Okay. And I, I, it would be more embarrassed because I'd probably have way too many pictures of her, like, asleep on my chest or... Her, like, you know, sitting on my head. Like, that sounds weird, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's totally, that's, that's, um, yeah, that's really weird, Migs. I gotta be honest with you. That's yeah. really fucking yeah. weird. No, I hear you. I j- and I think that's the case because all I do is take pictures of my kids anymore. Like, that's it. Right. Um, and pickles. I take pictures of my kids and pickles. And when I say pickles, and when I say pickles, I want to make this very... Pickles, though. Yeah, actual right. pickles. Like, actual cu- pickled cucumbers is what I'm discussing. I take a lot of pictures of pickles. That's the thing. That's what... Hey, look, man. You get off on what you get off on. I get off on what I get off on. I'm not going to judge you. Um, let's do the picks. Can we do the wrestling thing? Can we... Can yeah, we I guess. That? It is so SummerSlam. What are we doing? What are we doing for the bet? I I think we, oh god all right so what are we uh, <laughs> I want to be there what you do I just have to explain this to AJ all right all right all right are we doing are we recreating what you did with your guy is that what we're doing I'm down if you guys are okay all right so loser just the loser has to send a flaccid. <laughs> Dick, there is no payoff for this for the audience. Yeah. yeah. The payoff? No, the payoff is, you know what the payoff is? Is you have to screenshot her response. Yes. And share it on social media. That's, yes. and we can use like a hashtag so that. Hash- jobbing out back. And then don't like, even say what. Exactly right. Do do yeah, just Ex- put that out there. Exactly right. Um, so the loser has to send a pic. Oh my God, we're really doing this. Has to. Why are boy, doing I got a funny feeling that. I just want to remind you guys. It's like kicking the ball. Why are we doing? I just want to remind everybody. I do play by play for a significant Catholic university locally. So. <laughs> uh, eh, if I haven't gotten fired yet, I don't know why it's going to change now. Um, Glenn, could you explain to us why you did a bet involving your flaccid penis? I cannot. I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I just go ahead. You know what? I'm not even gonna argue with you. Go ahead and fire me. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> we'll, I understand. we'll use my uh, screenshot from my wife as my resignation letter. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're a Jesuit university. Make sure I make that very clear. Is that that bothers them? All right, so to eat with an eye, we have a whole so, new game. The moral of the story is I can't lose. Is basically what we've done here. Well, then pick wisely, son. Yeah, right. The loser of this, the loser of this bet, has to send a picture of their flaccid penis to their wife 
and then screenshot what it is that she says in response. That's what we're doing. All right? And what it, what is the text that you're allowed to send with the picture? How are you doing? How, How are, are you, you doing? doing? Okay. Okay. Hey, hey, Aaron, your wife listens to this show sometimes. She may not listen to this. Do you understand? She may not know what it is that we're doing. I don't, I don't think doing. she's listened in a while. She all right. Just, all right. All right. Well, this will guarantee that she'll never listen again. No doubt about that. <laughs> All right, let's try to do this. Um, TakeOver uh, Brooklyn 4 and SummerSlam both this weekend. We will try to get through them as quickly as possible. My God, I can't. There's a part of me that wants to be the one that says, we're not going to do this, right? Like, we're definitely not going to do this because we can't. But I'm not. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm just going to roll with it. And, um, you know, at, at least I got paid a lot of money for this show when I end up getting fired. That's the way that it goes. At least I made a boatload of money doing this show in the, this process. Let's just get to the pick. Attention for this, at least. Get a couple extra hundred view listeners. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Migs, uh, you're just in the rotation, so you'll go first for the first one, and then it'll be me and Aaron, and then you're back in the rotation after that. All right. We got all of SummerSlam weekend here, NXT plus SummerSlam itself. We got 18 matches in total, so we'll start with NXT. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Ooh. Um, I feel like Velveteen Dream needs a win on a on a takeover, so I'm gonna go Velveteen Dream. You know, it's an interesting point, right? Like, he's been so good, but he's been so good in losing efforts. Um, I think this has some some staying power. I think this one is. I don't think this is the end for these two because I think they've been great. The whole thing they did with them, you know, walking around at the pool was. Oh, this is so good. It's just so bizarrely wonderful. Um, you know, so I guess there's a world in which EC3 could win this one and the Velvet Dream could could get it back next time. But I'll probably agree with you, Migs. I think Dream could use it. And presuming that we still – we think that he's a star, he should win something at some point. So, yeah, Dream. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm a little scared because I think I'm going the opposite direction of you guys already. Um, EC3 doesn't have a big win in NXT yet. He just he didn't win uh, in New Orleans. I don't think he was on the card in Chicago, uh, so he doesn't have that big win yet. So I think you need to give him the uh, big takeover win. So I am going with EC3 here. All right, uh, I hear you. I mean, I do hear you. And again, I think it depends on who you're imagining getting the next push. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I think these guys can hang together. But go ahead, next one. Yep. Uh, we have Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the North American title. All right, say it correctly, please. Adam Cole, baby. Thank you. Um, I, I wanna yeah. This this is to me. Oh God, I'm gonna do this really. I think Ricochet wins here. I think Adam Cole is is who's headed to the main event picture. I think that he's next, and so. I think it would make sense for him. The other thing, too, is I don't know how long you can have all of the belts in the Undisputed Era. So I'm going to say Ricochet wins here, and Adam Cole elevates himself into the title picture moving forward. This is interesting. Just because knowing the next one is War Games, could you do, you know, all the belts are on Undisputed Era, so that's kind of the basis for War Games. You don't have to do it that way, of course, but that's a way to do it. I, I agree with you that I feel like you kind of have to break up the the belt monopoly here, but I just don't know if this is the time. 
I'm going to go. You know what? Just because because it is war games, and I think you're having undisputed era involved, and you can still have the North American title in a match at war games. I think I'm going to go with Ricochet as well. I keep going back and forth. This is a tough one, really tough. Because um, I can understand why they go either way with 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 who wins. But um, God dang it, I don't want to send my penis pic to my wife again. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I'm gonna have to. I feel like there's a lot of uh, they're putting a lot uh, in, in Ricochet's corner. I know he's done a lot of media. Done. I, I just feel like this is the time for him. He's, he's hot as all hell. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Ricochet as well. All right, all right, boy. All right. We are uh, we are all over the place here. We are all. Yep. Migs and I, <laughs> Migs and I are lining up that we're gonna. You know what? Maybe you know what if Migs, you and I like took it the picture together. Like, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, a group chat. <laughs> how do we? How do? How do we? How do we make it clear that we had consent? Do we? Can we all agree that our wives have all consented to receiving dick pics from us? Is that like my wife has definitely consented to that? At, yes. Like we're all good here, right? Like I don't. Yes. Have to uh, you know, if if anyone knows my wife, you know that she would not be okay with any of that. So. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> Am I allowed to warn her to turn her thumbnails off <sighs> for the preview? <laughs> You know, right. I think it's just about you got to just know when to send it. That's true. It's true, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Like, I am – the other thing I'm worried about is that, like, we both sometimes now let our, our, our three-year-old see our phones <laughs> for stretches of time. Like, that's a bit that we do now. Like, hey, why don't you watch some Paw Patrol for a little bit oh, on – Oh, boy. You know, like – uh, you know what? Just move on. Move on. We'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. Jesus. I think I'm going to do it when I, my wife's asleep I like asleep how we're, we're coming up with me. reasons. We're coming up with so many reasons not to do it. Oh, no. We're definitely going to do it. We're definitely going to do it. Go ahead. Next. Uh, tag titles are on the line as Undisputed Era takes on Mustache Mountain. And as much as Mustache Mountain should win because they are the best things ever, um, Undisputed Era is going to retain here. I wish there was an opportunity for me to see Mustache Mountain live here in Seattle. <laughs> I... I, I think they need to come I mean, to town one of these days. I, mean, I would it, never miss them. I, exactly right. That's what I'm saying. There's no way that if Mustache Mountain was ever in my backyard that I right. wouldn't be there for it. And Migs, knowing you, because I think you're maybe even a bigger wrestling fan than me. Right. I mean. And they're wrestling two of my friends. I mean. I, if that would have happened, mean, hypothetically. Like, if they wrestled, like, like the American Guns, for instance. I right. would never miss that. What kind of fucking monster would you be? I mean. The worst friend ever. No doubt about that. Anyway, yeah, well, I wouldn't do that. Undisputed Era is walking away, champs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, if I already picked uh, Adam Cole to lose, then I yes, the answer is Undisputed Era. That's the answer, plain and simple. That's that's who's winning. Yep. Go ahead. All right, actually, women's title on the line: Shannon Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Well, back to uh, me, right? Uh, Baszler is walking out. Oh, no, it's so. you. Yeah, yeah, Baszler. Uh, you know, I, like I, I'm i starting to wonder what you're doing there with Kyrie Sane. Like, she seems like she should have been a bigger deal than she's been. She did kind of win the Mae Young Classic. Um, but I'm with you. It's It there's, makes kind of no sense to do it right now. The only thing that I could think about is if they're trying to point a horsewomen match, that's the one thing that I hadn't considered about uh, Evolution, is that could be where they try to do the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen, but mm-hmm. that's an awful lot of people to put in one match 
um, on that card. So I don't see it. So Shayna Baszler, yeah. Yeah, I think I do think Sane eventually takes the title from Baszler. I think she's the next champion. I don't think it's here. I think that Baszler will win through some, you know, screwy way. But I, I do see Sane winning possibly at War Games and if not at War Games Rumble weekend. Um, I do see a situation, though, where she could be, Baszler could be called up, like you said, either for horsewomen or to even feud with Ronda. I think that's an interesting scenario if they want to present it. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, that would, um, that would be. I, mean, I don't it, think it's quite happening. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Go ahead. Uh, and we got the last man standing match for the NXT title between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. It's fascinating. You know what I mean? Like, it's really fascinating because it, everything screams that in the pro wrestling world, this has to be Johnny. Like, it has to be, right? Like, he has to get his comeuppance. He has to come out on top. He has to be the one that, that wins this feud. That's the way it's supposed to work. But, uh, I, I, where are you going now with Gargano as your champion? Um, I guess the argument is that if, you know, I just said, hey, Adam Cole elevates into the main event picture and Adam Cole makes okay. sense, but I don't, I just, I just don't know that I felt that they've been pointing towards needing to have Gargano as champion. Um, as I say that, this is professional, this is SummerSlam, this is professional wrestling. They, they can't do this. They can't not have Johnny Gargano win, right? Like this, this has to happen, doesn't it? Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to pick Johnny Gargano, but man, I don't know. I, Gargano, because I think it has to happen, but Jesus Christ, I'm confused. Yeah, I mean, here's my situation. Why did they put the belt on Champa? They're going to take it off a few weeks later. Like, obviously this has gotten thrown completely into disarray because of Aleister Black's injury, mm-hmm. but I can't shake that. Really what I think, I, I think we could be seeing a Rock Mankind situation here, and this goes to a draw with both of them just killing each other. Uh, I don't know if that would necessarily be the way I go, but if you're thinking, okay, the plan clearly wasn't to have one of them deci- decisively beat the other. Black was probably taking the pin. That's the way you get around that. And I, ju- I like I said, I just can't shake the fact that I don't think Champa got the title to be a transitional champ and just to drop it instantly. So while you're right, Glenn, like it would be weird if Gargano decisively got beaten, like that seems to fit the story they're telling right now. You know, I, 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 I'm kind of been leaning a little in the same way as you are in the sense that it's like, what well, they each got to win. I mean, what you, you give him a draw and he still walks out champ. I don't know how, I, I, it feels like a weird way to end the night, but I could, I could see them doing something like that. I don't see Champa losing though the title at, at takeover I, I i i could see him being champ for a while it makes all the sense in the world to have him be champ in the while and, and and just keep going with this guy who's got nuclear heat from the fans and him as champ has only made it even more incredible so champ is walking away as champ i mean i guess this win you gotta pick it's something a, you gotta pick either you can't just try to yeah. cover your well, ass you can you can pick draw but you gotta pick something yeah yeah so, so what i'm going champ winning and aaron what was your what was your actual I, I, my my answer was Champa winning. Okay, all right. Very good. The only thing I can tell you is the the way that it would make sense if Gargano is to win, they had Champa get the belt. 
is if they've planned to call Champa up after sun, after this weekend, and they wanted him to go up having been a champion. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's plausible. That's yes. that would be the one way that I could I could see that playing out, and it would allow them if Gargano wins to have Champa cleared out of the picture to go do something else. So that would be the only scenario that I could paint. But I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I could actually, now that I think about it, the other way, if you want a quote-unquote decisive victory, you have Champa like, you know, you do the screwy thing that heels do. You bear, have him bury Gargano so he doesn't really beat him, but he, you know, handcuffs him or tapes him or whatever to keep him down as opposed to just beating him, you know? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right, uh, let's move on to Sunday. We got to fly. Let's do it. Yep. Picks for Summer All right. uh, On the pre-show, we got the Raw tag titles on the line as the B team faces the Revival. Uh, because it's on the pre-show, I am going with the B team here. Next, mm. uh, man, the crowd loves the B team. Uh, yeah, I'm going B team stays as champs. Uh, look, I think the Revival should be champs, but no, yes. <laughs> there's no, there's no build at all. None, zero. And it's on the pre-show. No, they're not changing. Yes. It. it makes no sense. The B team wins. All right, uh, Rusev and Lana face Andrade Cien Almas and uh, Zelina Vega. Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna go Almas and Vega. Yeah, I. You know, like it seems like for storyline reasons with what they're doing with Aiden English. It, like, how would it help them to have Rusev and Lana win? Um, although, like, there's a part of you that's already starting to get furiated because you feel like this is going to end up going nowhere for Rusev, and holy shit, how do these guys continue to miss on Rusev? But I, I'm with you. I, Andrade and Zelina appears to be the pick here. Yeah, I mean, the question is, do they, you know, did they do all this to finally lead up to Aiden English comes out, helps them win, and then you get the big, you know, the big moment where Rusev and Aiden get to hug in the ring together, which would be a nice moment on the pre, you know, even for the pre-show. Um, I just, you know, you can't bet on Rusev winning. Whenever we say that he needs to win, he loses. So yeah, I'm going with all. Even when we when we say he doesn't need to win, he loses. I mean, it's just all he does. <laughs> yes. he just loses. So yeah, I'm with you. Yep. And uh, the cruiserweight title is on the line as Cedric Alexander faces Drew Gulak. I have no idea what's good for any of these people. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, like there's a part of it that's like Gulak would be great as champion, right? Like that would that would be, I would love that. But does anybody give a shit? Like, would anybody you, you even, don't watch anyways? So yeah, that's the problem. Like, would anybody even notice? Um, I, I'll go Gulak because it just doesn't really feel like they've gotten much out of Cedric Alexander as champion. But to be fair, the only person they ever got anything out of being champion was Enzo. So I, I, I'll go Gulak for the sake of doing something different. And because Gulak's been great and, you know, g- give him something at some point, you know, as a reward for being so great. Cause he's, he really has been wonderful. Yeah. Um, I'm with you where it, do- it doesn't feel like it matters. The only thing I can think of is they're really starting to push Leo and it seems like he's potentially next in line for the title Drew Leo doesn't really work because Leo's super heel, so Cedric Leo makes more sense. So I will go with Cedric. I was just talking to my boss earlier about this. We're both just like, I, I, I know this is going to probably be a great match, super entertaining, but I can give two shits who wins and who loses in this one. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Cedric. 
Uh, similar reasons what Aaron's talking about. I think it is going to be Leo's time after this. All right. Well, that, maybe this is where I get penalized for not knowing a thing about what's happening on 205 Live. I mean, all you have to do is follow on Twitter. Come I, on, man. I hear you. Follow just, Leo. That's I, all you have I to do. I can't. I cannot. It's too much, man. It is, it's just too much. I'm watching wrestling. I just don't have more in me right now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right, uh, we got to the main show now, and Finn Balor faces Baron Corbin in another singles match. Um, I said Corbin made more sense last month. I still believe that he's the more interesting character right now, but I've, I've kind of come to the realization that what he does in the ring doesn't really matter as long as he's constable. So I'll go with Finn here. Um, yeah, I think that this is like the... Finn wins. He moves on to do other shit. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm going with Finn. Uh, agreed. Yes. And let's move on. <laughs> All right. Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens for the briefcase. Ooh. I think Kevin Owens is winning it. I don't know how. Um, I, I, obviously, it's not. I, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to happen. It's probably going to be something dirty and cheap. But uh, Kevin Owens is going to win the briefcase. The only way even doing this ever made sense is if Kevin Owens came away with a briefcase. Kevin Owens kind of has to come away with a briefcase. And again, I'm with you, Migs. God knows how you end up having him pull it off. But mm-hmm. why would you? Why would you have ever done any of this if you weren't going to have Kevin Owens come away with the briefcase? That's the answer. Kevin Owens wins, and then we'll deal with the rest later. See, I'm, uh, you know, yes, they were count-out losses and stuff. Braun's been losing an awful lot lately, and I think it's to, you know, offset the fact that he's going to beat Kevin Owens here. And, uh, you know, spoiler, I think he's going to go on to cash in later, so I am picking Braun Strowman. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus The New Day. Mm. It's me. Yeah, it's me. Um... I, it just doesn't, man. Like, I get that the answer is because they're the New Day, and so you can have the Bludgeon Brothers take their first loss to the New Day just because they're the New Day, right? And I don't think that it really makes sense to do a forever undefeated thing with the Bludgeon Brothers, but it still doesn't feel right to me right now, so I'll stick with the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, like I've been saying, I think that when the Bludgeons are dethroned, it should be because of a at least somewhat significant chase. And I think this is where, you know, the New Day comes close, loses, and maybe they win at Hell in a Cell, something like that. But uh, I'm going with the Bludgeon Brothers here. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to send a picture of my penis to my wife, so I'm just going to go with the Bludgeon Brothers as well. <laughs> I mean, I really have no I mean, I, it doesn't seem to make any sense why the New Day is going to win uh, at SummerSlam. Except for the answer just being they want to, like, if they put this on first and they want a hot moment, right? Like, they want yeah. they want an yeah. electric moment to fire up the crowd as the first n- m- match of the night. And so they would accomplish that by having the New Day beat the Bludgeon Brothers. And ultimately, again, I, I don't really know what it is. I-, I hear you, Aaron, like, you know, give it a push or something like that. But I I don't know what moment you're building up to when it comes to the Bludgeon Brothers. Like, I just don't know what that would be, and I don't really have much faith that they have any idea what that is. Well, that's true. And so ultimately, if the answer, like, it will not bother me one bit if the New Day wins, other than the fact that I'm going to end up having to send a flaccid picture of my penis to my wife. (laughs) In fairness, i got to be honest with you, like, that's not really all that, like, I'm, it's no worse that it's flaccid than if I had sent, like, like, if I sent a real one, she'd be like, what are you doing? Like, what the (laughs) Like, at least if I send a flaccid one, she might end up saying, like, this has got to be a joke, right? <laughs> like, whereas if I send a real one, she'd just be very confused. Like, what? I'll be home in a little bit. <laughs> like, 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I just don't know that they're building up to anything when it comes to the Bludgeon Brothers. So if it just ends because it's the New Day and it's SummerSlam and they want a, a big pop out of it, yeah, that's enough for me. I'm fine with that. I just don't think there's more than that um, that they have in mind down the road. All right, we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title. I have no idea why Randy Orton's not in this match, unless it's because of yeah. his off-the-field behavior. Um, I think you could make a case for Hardy winning to set up Hardy Orton for the title, but I think Shinsuke needs a run, and I have him winning here. Maybe Orton interferes, and that's how he wins, something like that, but I have Nakamura uh, with coming away with the win here. Yeah, Nakamura is, is is not losing to Jeff Hardy. Correct. I, I, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. When they were running the promo on Monday night where they're like, and also uh, SmackDown tomorrow night, right, you know, all the women in the same ring and the return of Jeff Hardy. I was like, was 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 Jeff Hardy gone? Like, did I, did I, for a week, did I miss something? Like, I, I don't, is, I, I'm supposed to watch because Jeff Hardy, what? Like, it just didn't do it for me. Um, I like Jeff Hardy. You know, it's all well and good, but I, I, I don't – they have, as we've talked about it ad nauseum, they have always thought that Jeff Hardy was a bigger star than Jeff Hardy truly was. Um, he, he's a good dude, and, you know, he's, you know, he's dealt with some demons, obviously. Um, but he's a, he's a great performer. I'm all in, but Jeff Hardy solo star is just not a thing that has ever really existed. He's been a good wrestler, but he is not. He doesn't get me worked up for any reason. There would be no, no way that he should win that match against Shinsei Nakamura. So I've been kind of living under a rock in the last couple of days. It's been real tired, so I haven't gotten a lot of stuff done. And I honestly didn't even know what was going on with Randy Orton until right now. So I was like, let me just quickly Google it. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, man! What better timing for our contest than uh, well. Than, <laughs> <laughs> oh god and this is the part where i admit on the air that before we were on the air i did say if this oh god jesus christ that might be a better thing to do let's be honest at this point oh. with, the, with the road we've gone down god damn it wow so i mean hey we're topical yeah yeah that's what we are we're really topical we're really topical just we move on total dong theme to the wrestling yeah, and to the jobbing out podcast with the the book See, this is where like Migs has no problem because Migs works at a radio station where it's like yeah if you weren't doing this we'd be mad like me <laughs> the jobs that i have they'll be like <clears throat> you were talking about flaccid penises on your podcast do you think that's appropriate? And I'd be like, no, I know it's not. I'm sorry. I would never do that at this job. Like, I mean, it's just you don't have the same concerns that we have in your life. There was a minute uh, we were actually considering putting on a T-shirt that just said the numbers 3664 because if you look at your phone, that spells dong. And that was a running joke on our show for a minute. Like whenever people would ask what my favorite number combination is, you know, whatever. I'd be like, oh, 3664 is my favorite number. That, that, that's actually your uh, ATM pin number. Right. It might as well be at this point, dude. God, it must be nice. It must be nice to have your job security, sir. That's all. That's all. I'm not, and I'm not, I want to make sure. I'm not, I'm not begrudging you. You've earned that, sir. You've accomplished a great deal in your career. But Whereas, we can be jealous. Yes, I'm still That's 20 to be years jealous. of hard work that I could just freely talk about Dong. God damn it. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead. Next. Next, we have uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins for the IC title. Migs, you're up. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I think uh, Dolph Ziggler's going to. Uh, yeah, Ziggler's going to stay champ. 
Yeah, I look. Obviously, you know, we we thought that maybe they were trying to set something up for the Dean Ambrose return on Sunday. So now that we didn't get that, if if you blew it on Monday, it seems too obvious to have Rollins win to me, and it still now seems like it makes it more likely that Dean Ambrose turns on him, right? Like that Yep. Doesn't that if if you brought him out Sunday night, I think his return and a heel turn would have been too much. Mm-hmm. Bringing him out this week sets up it would make a lot of sense for there to be a heel turn on Sunday. So, I'm with you the answer is Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I, I think the question based on it, the heel turn's coming and it's coming quick. The question is do they have him do it right on Sunday or do they have him do it like the night after after helping Rollins win to set up an IC feud there? That would be the other possibility. But I can't get past the the reason they did that on Monday was to get the huge pop, to get the huge moment on Raw, get that out of the way so you can do the heel turn turn. Right. Here. Well and also so, to see yeah, and also to see that like. Dean Ambrose's mom cut his hair. So <laughs> You know, you need to get that. Well, wait, we have well. we have Ziggler looking like young Triple H, and no doubt uh, no Ambrose doubt. looking like old Triple H. It's a real weird bit. Yeah, no question. All right, next, next we got uh, the Miserous Daniel Bryan. Uh um, you know we've been talking about this for a long time. I, it it, it really is getting to a point where if Miz loses, we riot. The Miz is the answer. I, ultimately, Daniel Bryan comes out on top in the feud, but the Miz has to win this. He absolutely 100%. He's been too hot. Um, he needs to win this match, and so the answer is the Miz. Yep, agreed 100% there. Miz should win. I hope Miz does win. The only reason for Daniel Bryan winning here is if you're immediately putting him into the title picture, and I don't see that happening. So Miz wins. Yeah, I agree with what you guys have been saying in past episodes just about how it's a crazy world we're in where Miz is more beloved than Daniel Bryan at this moment. And I, I, I'm with you. I think it'd probably be WrestleMania where Daniel Bryan will finally get his comeuppance. Yep. And I, I look forward to seeing how they're going to build that because I can only imagine when you have Miz beating Daniel Bryan, the buildup is going to be fantastic because the guy's just pure money on the microphone. But uh, Miz is, is walking out of SummerSlam beating Daniel Bryan. Do we know yeah, about- I mean, you- do we know, Go by ahead. the way, yet if 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 Daniel Bryan has actually signed a new deal? We are pretty sure he hasn't signed yet. In fact, um, That's true. Miz yeah. went on Jimmy Kimmel's C- Cousin Sal's podcast, yeah. Against All Odds, with uh, Brian Garrick. And uh, he said very specifically, without being prompted, that he had not signed it yet. So, like, this could just be a work, right? But how amazing would it be... If they said to Daniel Bryan, dude, go show up at All In. Like, don't do anything. Show up. Just to build the, you know, have him lose. the Sort of what he did after he was fired. Kinda, right? Like, to build the, it's really messing with him. He doesn't know if WWE is for him. Like, how good would that be? I, and and what better way to have Miz just talk shit about being the reason why Daniel Bryan left the WWE correct. until he finally comes back? Correct. Again, it would have to be a work. It would have to be complete plan that he's signing a deal and he's coming back and the whole thing. But if you just had him show up. If like you, it would have to be in the crowd, though. Correct. I agree. Correct. 100%. If you just had him show up. You're not, you're not working with them. 
It's not agreed upon that they're going to – no, it's just he shows up and he's there. And, it, and and here's the thing. He won't be shown on TV, but someone like from the crowd will send it out on Twitter. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Maybe it's not even at the event. It's like at their convention that they're doing. You just sort of have yeah. him yep. there. I don't know. Um, but it would be ah, – that would be good shit, man. That would be really, really good shit as you try to progress this thing along. But, of course, they won't do it. Oh, no. Not a chance. Yep. too awesome. Not a chance. Exactly right. Yeah. All right, we got uh, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Title. Um, I mean, the, like I said, the only way I could see Alexa winning is if Baszler comes up and you kind of have her as the hired muscle for Alexa Bliss. Uh, short of that, Ronda's not losing to Alexa Bliss. End of story. So, yeah, I have Ronda. Yeah, I think at this point we all know that. I mean, Ronda can go, and she's great, and the crowd loves her, and everything she's been doing has been pretty freaking awesome. So I, I think it's time to see how she goes as champ. <sighs> there's this there's this part of me that had wondered before this week if maybe you prevented Ronda from winning here and instead had her win at, at Evolution and the way that you did it was by having Natalia ruin it for her Can't and then it. you set up Ronda versus Natalia as the main event of Evolution, which I would really like and would be really good. I I agree with you to some extent that you can't do it now. Like, that, that yeah. how could you do that now? But as I say this on the flip side, this is Natalia that we're talking about. And if there's anyone... If, if this had been discussed beforehand as a possibility, and if there's anyone in the locker room that you could go to and they would say, this is the business, this is how it works, I do what I'm supposed to do, don't care about anything else, Natalia would probably be the person that would both get that and would almost be angry if you tried to change the plans because her father passed away. Like... I could see her sort of being like, if they went through and said, look, hey, we, we're, obviously we're not going to do that. I could see her like being like, the hell with that. You know what I mean? Like, th- right. this is the business. This is the way that it goes. Um, there's a part of me that more and more thinks that be- for the sake of evolution, you would be better off not having Ronda Rousey win the title right now. And having that carrot still being dangled. For whatever the main event of Evolution ends up being. See, on the flip side, I think having her go into Evolution as champion is everything that they would want in the sense of her doing the media with the championship Mm -hmm. belt. I I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? We have our champion. Here she is at Evolution. We keep talking about this the last couple weeks. Obviously, Ronda Rousey is going to be the main event of Evolution. Doing what? What's the match? What what is it that, that you've painted... That feels like it's worthy of the main event of your first ever women's pay-per-view, other than just saying Ronda Rousey's match is the main event of the first ever women's pay-per-view. Well, I mean, I think her versus Natalia would be an incredible main event now, and sadly now more than ever because people are talking about it. But it's it's rough now. I hear you, but isn't that better if Natalia, like, why does Natalia turn on her if not to why would she, why would Natalia help or allow Charlotte to win the belt and then turn on her? Rhonda, you mean? 
No, sorry, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, my apologies. That's jealousy? I mean. Yeah. Jealousy. I mean, I guess, but why wouldn't she do that beforehand? You know, like, I... I hear you, and I... I mean, you, you could you could do a cerebral assassin thing, like, I did this intentionally to make sure I'm in line for a belt I've been passed over so many times that, you know, I wanted to make sure I was in line for a title yeah, match here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm i going to kick myself over this one. Ah. Oh, my God. Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. All right. That's my pick. All right. Let's go uh, to the SmackDown women's title. Carmella, what did I Charlotte, just do? Becky. What the fuck is wrong with me? All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, remember, it has to be flaccid. I know. I know. Hey, not gonna. Hey, mix. Not gonna be a problem, pal. <laughs> go ahead. Mix, you're first. Oh man. Um, well, I mean, you know, when I went to Pearl Jam with my friend Becky Lynch. Oh yeah, I, listen to this uh, asshole. Listen uh-huh. to this guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Which was awesome, by the way. I have to say. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. No, I'm sure that shocked. sucked. I'm sure it was a real tough night for you. It was God. incredible. It yeah. was, that, dude, that that woman is a Pearl Jam fan. It's, really she's cool. actually that was that was surreal as all hell. Like just having her show up to like our company little get together beforehand with her friends and uh, just shout out to her and all her crew. But like, man. I honestly thought that this was going to be Becky's match when it was Becky versus Carmella. Uh, but I think the Charlotte factor definitely throws a massive wrench into it. And I could see Carmella walking out still champ so that it creates some kind of rift between Charlotte and Becky, which is going to be fantastic. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, I feel like since Glenn, you already threw that Alexa one in there, I'm in a pretty decent spot. Uh, I'm going to go with Becky. I'm, 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 being, I'm being biased. I'm going with Becky. Uh, I'm not being biased, and I'm going with Becky. Um, this has always been Becky's moment. Yep. And I, I, I get that again. You're, you're eyeing all in. I think that Charlotte v Becky is is better with Becky as champion because I don't think if Becky faces Charlotte one on one that you can make Becky the face and get a good story in Becky chasing Charlotte. Because everybody right. likes Charlotte. So I think Becky winning in an underhanded way, perhaps. Maybe not selling a full turn on Sunday night. Still allowing Becky to have the moment and to come out next week and say, look, you know, we, we, all, we all were just looking out for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, that, I needed to do what I needed to do in order to win. It still gives Becky the moment and it allows you to set up Charlotte versus Becky in a one-on-one match at Evolution uh, in a couple of months, and and I like that better. So I'm really worried that I'm what I'm doing is my own booking and not doing the right <laughs> yeah. thing. And I've been doing a lot of that. My God, my wife better be prepared for this. Um, yeah, the answer I'm going with Becky Lynch. See, I feel like the storyline, the easiest storyline to tell if they're going to Charlotte versus Becky is that Becky gets jealous and fully turns heel. And that would eventually, whether it's tonight or whether it's it, it, it involves her losing. So I actually think the move here at SummerSlam, especially if we're looking at Evolution for that Charlotte Becky match, is you let Carmella retain. You put you make it so something happens between Charlotte and Becky in the match, and Carmella gets a cheap win there at Hell in a Cell or whatever. You have I think Charlotte wins, and then you have Becky turn on her. That's kind of the direction I think would probably be cleanest for them going forward so i am going with uh, carmella here all right 
All right. And? All right. We got uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE title. Um, By the way, weird ending. Like, that was just the way yeah, that it suddenly that was, stopped. That was bizarre and and almost in a way kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I got to be honest with you. Like, I I love Samoa Joe and I love AJ Styles and I, I, I've, I've loved this all along, but. Like what even was that? <laughs> like what? Where where are you even trying to go with that? Um, I I think it's time, but I've said that a hundred times before. So hell, I've gone all out already. What the hell? Samoa Joe's my answer. I think it's time. I think they need to freshen up AJ Styles. If they're trying to do something with this thing with AJ Styles' wife, and they're gonna drag out Samoa Joe and AJ Styles a little bit longer. Um, I think it helps in in re- reminding everybody of why AJ Styles could be a sympathetic character again um, after SummerSlam, and we could do two more months of Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. So my answer right now is Samoa Joe, um, for the meantime, becomes the champion. Yeah, the only... It was awkward, just the pro and just the way that it ended straight like that. To me, the answer, or the reason to why, is that you're doing a... Joe is very clearly in Styles' head storyline. Now, whether that leads to Joe winning because of that or Styles getting DQ'd because he takes a chair to Joe's skull, that leads to a Joe win either way. And yeah, I agree with you. We're going forward for this through, boy, maybe even Survivor Series. So I'm going with Samoa Joe here. Yeah, I'm, uh, Samoa Joe's going to be champ. I, I, man, I'm, I've never been more excited to see guys I've seen wrestle a million times at TNA. Uh, but I'm really pumped <laughs> for this match. I, I it'll, it'll be the first time in eight years that we've seen right. them wrestle. That's amazing. And look, we're all. And it's, cra- it's crazy that they're, they're on top of their game more so even than back then, in my opinion. So yes. I could not be more excited 100%. to see this match. Yep. No, I'm, I'm for it, and I'm for a couple more months of it. And I, I just think that we're freshening up. And I can't believe I'm saying these words because it's AJ Styles that we're talking about. But I think it just freshens AJ Styles a little bit. Yep. Um, and he. I think he should have lost at some point to Shinsuke Nakamura. He didn't. I think they better do it now because at some point it's just, okay, now we get to the AJ Styles portion of the program. And we like him. Like, it's no problem. We're all good with the AJ Styles portion of the program. But I just think it needs to be a little bit different. And I think this accomplishes that. All right. Now, how do we want to handle this final match? Brock Lesnar well, versus Roman Reigns. I think Obviously, we, we picked the match. Do we, we want we, to also who's say going to, who's going it, to win the match? And, and who's going to walk, who's gonna out walk as champion? And if it's the same person, then you 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 get an extra. Yeah. I I think the I think it's who's going to win the match, who's, who's going to walk out as title. champion. The first one gets you a point. The second one gets you a half a point. Okay, that works to me. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I am going Roman Reigns winning this match. Obviously, if this becomes a triple threat beforehand, we can always, you know, like we said, we can call it out and change our pick if it completely changes the match. A one-on-one match, Roman Reigns wins, and I have Braun Strowman walking out with the title. All right. Hmm. Um, I also think Roman Reigns is walking out winning this, and I think that Kevin Owens is walking out of the title. And Miggs and I are in agreement. I think Roman Reigns wins the match, and I think Kevin Owens walks out as champion. Um, right. Now, you know, because all three of us have picked a cash-in, we can be assured of the fact there will be no cash-in on of Sunday course, right. 100%. night. There's no way that if we all are sensing it coming that it actually happens. It's just not not right. plausible that it ends up working out that way. But it just, 
oh man, it just it feels like it has to, doesn't it? It feels like it has to. Now, I if you know if if Kevin Owens somehow wins that match and is taken away in a, and the and that's ambulance. the thing, you could be damn sure that part of the storyline would almost have to be that Braun Strowman murders him afterwards. And so that would really wreck my plans. <laughs> but ah, it just feels like God, you know what? I'm going to bail on it. I'm bailing it. I'm bailing it. I'm bailing. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is my pick. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. That's my pick. Roman Reigns is walking out of the building as champion. This was always coming. They had to do it at some point. Rip the goddamn Band-Aid off already. Just effing do it. Do it for a couple of months. Do it for however long you want to do it. Realize that Roman's not going to be, you know, you can't position him against Brock Lesnar and have Braun Strowman win the title in two months. I don't care. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is the answer. All right. All right. All right. Steve All Miggs, right. Uh, what other uh, wrestling promotions will you be bailing on in the coming weeks? Um, I'm actually going to be wrestling this Sunday with a promotion called CPW. Uh, ah. Going back for a wrestling. Are you sure you're going to do that? Or if there's a Temple of the Dog tribute band that shows up to play somewhere, will you maybe just skip out on your obligations to go see them? Well, there's this great Pearl Jam cover band called Washed in Black, and I think they're doing an acoustic set that night. So I'm going to try and make both. <laughs> But you'll love this. I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling. It's this Sunday at the Marysville Skate Center for anyone in the Washington area. Uh, I'm taking on a, a guy by the name of Chase James. We've already had one match against each other. I beat him the mm-hmm. first time. Uh, and this time it's a hair versus hair match. So, oh, my um, God. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> that. You he know what? a rematch, so I made the stipulation. I'm I, like, if you want to wrestle me, it's a hair versus hair match. I saw that, by the way, on Twitter. That's really wonderful i just that want right? if great. anybody doesn't know why that's hilarious just look at the profile picture of steve miggs and you'll what will makes it hilarious what's that will the bird be in your corner Ah, uh, you know the bird is a man that just seems to do what he wants to do so i don't think i'm gonna have my have him on my side but the the, the, the highlight about all of this is that you know we see that there's a, a flyer out there it says hair versus hair and i don't expect everyone to know who the hell i am but there are some people it's funny how some wrestling fans are like they get they take it way too serious right. like bro right. that guy doesn't even have hair that's bullshit yeah and i'm like do that's, you that's the point <laughs> the lucha right. de apuesta match is a very important match in the mexican tradition and you sir are very clearly making a mockery of it clearly and you know what that's fine because uh I- i'm uh uh I-, I go by local celebrity steve miggs and cpw <laughs> because uh they're lucky to have me uh, and Marysville is not a town that usually has celebrities showing up, so they, they should feel very privileged to have local what celebrities. A, what a heel. AJ was right. He's such a heel. My God, he yep. is a yep. heel. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right, what else? Uh, uh, get all the podcast, everything else into. You know, if anyone just follow me uh, at I'm Steve Miggs on all the social networks, they can uh, find out uh, you know all the podcast stuff that I do, the Megacast, the Miggs cast, uh, obviously Miggs versus the world of wrestling, whenever I'm able to chat with a wrestler, that, that goes down as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty good at letting people know what's going on in my world on, on my social media. It's awesome, man. Hey, Migs, uh, we love you. God bless. Um, this was the worst idea in the history. You, of... we, we all hate you right now yeah, for this. It was terrible. I can't terrible wait. Idea. to I listen to this episode when you guys have to break it to no AJ. Doubt. What we're doing. <laughs> no doubt. I cannot no doubt. wait, and I really hope that he loses. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> all right, buddy. We will. We will talk to you in a couple of months. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Take care, fellas. Steve Miggs joining us for picks. And we come back in. AJ, we'll have to fly through AJ, like really fly through AJ's picks. But AJ will join us, and we'll talk about everything else going on in the world of wrestling. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. 
It's Toyota's National Clearance Event at Jerry's. The absolute best time to buy a new Jerry's Toyota. Right now, Jerry's has new Toyota RAV4s with 0% financing available or 3000 cash back. New Toyota Camrys from $149 a month at Jerry's or $1,000 cash back. Plus, every new Toyota comes with Jerry's exclusive extended service care. Visit Jerry's Toyota on Bel Air Road or visit jerrystoyota.com and unlock your special price. Special financing and lease with approved credit cash back from Toyota ends August 27th. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And bad news, it kind of makes us look stupid for coming in and doing this at night. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, uh, the Giants will be preventing AJ from joining us uh, this week, sadly. And that's just what it is. And as I said, we've kind of known what we were getting into. Uh, The preseason is a different animal, and there's not a lot that we can do about that. But um, it's either we stay here until 1 a.m. so that uh, we can get AJ in, and unfortunately, uh, the answer is, is just no. <laughs> That's the right. answer. The I answer do, is no. however, have AJ's picks. He just texted them too. Oh, did he text so all of them too? Real quick. Okay. Oh my God, he has no idea what the bet is either. Oh my. No. Do we not tell him and see if he listens? I mean, there's no chance he's listening. You're... He's got to get ready for the the season. There's yeah. no chance he has time for that. Oh, texting him now when he's out with his fellow D-line would be kind of funny. <laughs> Trying to explain it would be really funny. All right, uh, just tell me his picks quickly. All right, he had EC3 beating Velveteen Dream. He has Ricochet beating Adam Cole. He has Mustache Mountain beating the Undisputed okay. Era. All right. uh, Shayna Baszler winning and Johnny Gar- Gargano winning. Okay. All right. He has the B-team retaining, Almas and Vega winning. Cedric Alexander retains. Finn wins. Braun retains his briefcase. The New Day wins the tag titles. He also has Shinsuke retaining. Ziggler beating Seth Rollins. He has The Miz beating Dana Bryan. Ronda Rousey winning. He has Carmella retaining. Joe winning. And Roman Reigns winning. And I will check to make sure he thinks that Reigns is also walking out with the belt. I assume he does. Okay, yeah, I assume. I mean, if he's got Reigns, yeah, I think he would have said something in that text if he had a different opinion. All right, there you go. Those are AJ's picks uh, for SummerSlam and for TakeOver. Unfortunately, just not going to be able to have him join us uh, for this week's episode. But that's all right. We'll do our best to make sure it can happen next week. Now, uh, Aaron, as you heard uh, coming back in, the Heart Foundation music, of course, because we sort of touched on it in the first segment we were talking about. Natty, um, sadly, we um, we lost uh, the anvil, Jim Neidhart, uh, this past week. And, the, you know, the bummer about that for me is that I thought things had gotten better for him um, in the last year or so. And so that's that, was, that, that made it particularly sad because – and I'm not going to make – God, there's no way to say this. It's not as if it wasn't sad when Vader passed away, but we we right. knew it but, was but coming. We knew it was coming, right? Um, this one, I thought we were under the belief, and maybe it was just played up really nicely on reality television. I thought we were under the impression that things had been improving for Jim Neidhart in um, the last couple of years, and 
he had been back and done appearances WrestleMania weekend, and so um, I, I, I that I, you know maybe I'm just an idiot, and so I, well, I'm, I no, I think I think physically he did seem better. Apparently, I, I had never knew this. Apparently, he did suffer from Alzheimer's, right? And that was part of the issue, and that's part of the reason, right? I, the, the the result, the reason he died specifically, the cause of death was that he hit his head when he fell. And apparently he had a seizure oh, before. Okay. I believed okay. he suffered a grand mal seizure that led to him hitting his head. So and it was that's very sudden and, was. and awful. Yes. Yeah, that's awful. Just awful. It looked awful no matter what, but even more awful in that way. Um, uh, Jim Neidhart was great. Uh, you know, I don't know what else to say. It was, it, it, the, the, just the, the heart story is just so, so, so sad. Show, showing the pit, yeah. people putting up the picture of the new Heart Foundation and pointing yeah. out that Brett's the only one left it's is awful. it's crazy. Just, just just gut wrenching, no doubt. Just gut wrenching. Um, and clearly, you know, he had been he had sort of had this new life because of you know being on the the Total Divas show with Natty and sort of being comedy relief on that show um, and being his own kind of silly character and Natty trying to take care of him and. Um, I, I, look, I don't. I'm not going to try to sit here and, and tell you a lot about Jim Neidhart because I'm not going to try to pretend like Jim Neidhart was Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? Right. But he was great for what his job was. He was tremendous at it. Uh, the Hart Foundation was clearly beloved, and um, it sucks. It it just absolutely sucks. And another one that sucks. And I, you know, I don't. I don't want to harp on this, but it does suck that in at no point the WWE. If if their Hall of Fame was legitimate, you could say Jim Neidhart doesn't really need to be in a Hall of Fame, right? Like, but that's not the way they do their Hall of Fame. Their right. Hall of Fame is just sort of rep- recognizing everybody that was in any way significant. And with no offense to the Godfather, and I want to make that very clear, but if the Godfather's in the Hall of Fame, then Jim Neidhart Coco beware. What's what's that? Coco beware. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not trying. And again, it feels like. I, I'm not taking anything away from those guys when I say that. Like, I have no problem with those guys being in the Hall of Fame. I don't. I'm not. This isn't to me. Like to me, I bring this up all the time when we talk about the Football Hall of Fame. It is a a sort of tongue in cheek joke that Tony Dungy got into the Hall of Fame when you consider the many coaches that are far more accomplished than Tony Dungy that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Right? Like. No offense, Tony Dungy got into the Hall of Fame, and nobody's willing to say it just because he was the first black coach to win the Super Bowl. And that's not insignificant. I, I don't want to take anything away. And, and that might be worthy of putting him in the Hall of Fame, but you should say that. because right. and, and to be fair, also what he did after and you know mentoring all the players but and that's stuff. Not, but yes, that, it, it was not necessarily for his on-field you don't get, accomplishments. You don't get then, and you're not supposed to get in the Hall of Fame for that. I understand, um, but, um, you know, that clearly but, factored in as well. I Well, the, the fact that he was a nice guy, I guess. But yes. the only way that you can make an argument that he's deserving of the Hall of Fame is to say he was the first black head coach to win a Super Bowl. Okay, that's not that's not insignificant. Now, maybe Doug Williams should then be in the Hall of Fame too, right? Because he was the first Correct. black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So, like, you know, maybe. But you should say that because otherwise stacking up his accomplishments against say Jimmy Johnson's doesn't work. You you can't right. come up with a world in which Tony Dungy was actually worthy of being in the football hall of fame. I only bring that up cuz who really cares about any of that on this show? I only bring that up because the WWE Hall of Fame is not the same thing. It's it's not a 
you had to be the because the accomplishments are all in kayfabe. Nobody actually accomplished anything in the WWE. Right. A bunch of characters accomplished something in the WWE. Um, and so in that way, when these guys are getting up there, and particularly when you know they have health issues, probably should try to push to do something to honor them. If you're yeah, honoring I, the Bushwhackers, I, honor Jim Neidhart's. You know? I do wonder if the Alzheimer's played into it. Like, you yeah. know, we don't know enough about his health condition. If he wasn't in a situation where he could do a speech, like you, you almost understand that but to I, an extent. I, in, in in what I've understood about the WWE Hall of Fame and the proceedings, and I'll you know I'll, I'll tell the truth about this one. I've learned way more about that from Kevin Eck because Kevin Eck has told everyone he was very directly involved with Hall of Fame induction. That was mm. a big part of his responsibilities. Um. They know how to get around that. Um, they know how to work with that. They are, you know, did did you see how the Bushwhackers looked? Um, Fair enough. They they enough. they have dealt with that. They understand how to deal with that. They understand what to do to say, hey, we might need to have somebody else come up on stage with this person. Um, they have been through those situations and they know what to do with that. So. I, I can't I, I understand what you're saying, but I can't use that as sort of the excuse. Right. When 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 guys are getting up there in age, what reason do you have to not do something really great for Jim Neidhart? The answer right. isn't Jim Neidhart doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. Well none of these you know what I mean? Like they, it's the WWE Hall of Fame. It's the whole right. thing is if, a, if someone says you belong in the Hall of Fame, you belong in the Hall of Fame. Exactly right. There there is no this person doesn't belong. It's the WWE Hall of Fame. Correct. Um, so it would just been nice to to have had that happen, but um, sad nonetheless. Absolutely. Um, just kind of my thoughts on it. Uh, it. It's funny because you could almost say he was the most overshadowed members member of the Hart Foundation. Oh, sure. Obviously, o- o- Owen and Brett and even Bulldog had these high-profile single runs. And then you had Neidhart. But Neidhart as a personality might have been the most memorable like he had those little things the way he right, tugged the laugh, his goatee the, yeah. the laugh he had he knew how to make the most of every little thing he did and that's an art that you don't see from many people especially nowadays and it's something that I, I really think like if you're an upcoming wrestler go watch what Jim Neidhart did and made every movement matter like that's yeah. what he did and that's why he's memorable to us no question no question. Um, it's not particularly one match or something like that. It's that just selling the little things and even repetitively, right? Like, you know, it, it, we've talked before that it's kind of a bummer that Ron Simmons is remembered most for damn, you know what I mean? But at the same time, he's remembered. He, one, he's remembered. And the truth is it brought us a great amount of joy. <laughs> like, it's, it's not that we remember him for something that he effed up. It's not that we remember him for Titus O'Neil's slide, you know what I mean? Like, we remember him for something that was wonderfully effective. It was used expertly for the smallest thing that it was. Anybody could have been the damn guy, right? Right. But Ron Simmons did it perfectly in those circumstances. Anyone could have laughed and stroked their goatee. And I, and I know it, does, it doesn't sound like we're saying a lot by saying he was really good at it, but Jim Neidhart was really good at it. I mean, you don't. They built. A lot of people don't remember because they didn't actually follow through with the stipulation. But every Heart Foundation match at SummerSlam '97 
had the stipulation that if any member lost, Jim Anvil would Jim the Anvil Nightheart would have to shave his goatee. Yeah, like they yeah. built that as a major part of the pay per view. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, so uh, you know the other thing that we alluded to in the first segment is the Randy Orton situation is weird. Um, we've heard a lot of things about Randy Orton over the years, right? Like, I mean, this is I. I I think some of these things we've accepted to be fact, haven't we? Like, haven't we accepted uh, as fact? Most of most of it. I mean, he's admitted to acting like an ass, especially in his right. role. A petulant child, yes. And anything that petulant's the wrong word. A, I don't even know what the word is to describe some of the. I mean, like the the the, the taking a dump in someone's bag yes. thing. You know, like the, I I don't even know what the words are. And the truth is, looking back on it he probably should never have been able to have the career that he's had. And I'm not saying that like in, that's not a, that, that really isn't even a viewing it through the 2018 prism. It's, I really can't believe that he did some of those things openly. Like it it wasn't like he did it secretly and it came out right. And clearly he was talented and he was being, you know, given not just because of who his father was, but also because of his own talent. His talent, um, his look, he was he right. was what you would build a wrestler. But it it is kind of bullshit that it's you know, it's it's one thing to tell some bad jokes. This was not telling bad he was a bad person. Um mm-hmm. he was sick and not like character sick, like he was sick. Um this one that's been rehashed this week and that the WWE said they were looking into was multi-corroborations of a story that was told a few years ago by Court Bauer um, about him apparently grabbing his junk and whipping it out when he went to shook your hand, shake your hand. Um, not which, always not always whipping it out, but at the very least he would touch it, he would rub it, and then force well, you to shake his well, hand. I mean, the yeah. Court Bauer story was very clearly he would leave it out. Um, yeah. He would leave it hanging there after he did that. Um, now, again, I don't know how much any of it matters. I, this is the one that's problematic because now it is being viewed through a 2018 prism, which is there was a time where you could say, hey, that was just sort of boys being boys, right? Like that was the silly things that boys would do. And to this point, no one has come out that was a woman that I know of that it's, that's corroborated that he would do the same things to them. But Lord knows, given what we know about Randy Orton, we couldn't possibly be surprised if if that were to come out. I I do think this is actually very tricky for the WWE. I, like, honestly, I think this is tricky for them. Because I think they're kind of betting that because so many people knew so many bad things about Randy Orton that this isn't ever going to be an explosive story or an explosive issue. And if they just say, we're looking into it, it can kind of go away. Yeah, especially because it's not a new claim. This isn't, you know, someone on the warpath saying, I want justice now. Like, this was someone digging up an old podcast, just like, you know, randomly listening to an old podcast, Gord Bauer said, and and reposting it on Reddit. But in fairness, a lot of things that have come up, you know, in in this Me Too era have not been new. Many of right. them have been things that occurred from years ago. I think it's, right. I think in the case of Randy Orton, Randy Orton, it's more unique because saying Randy Orton was sick or was fucked up is not that that jives with everything else we know about Randy yeah. Orton. 
I feel so, like if we didn't know this directly, and for some reason I feel like we did, but it, it just went into that pile of, yes, Randy Orton's a terrible person. Right. Now, you know, to our knowledge, Randy Orton has changed a great deal. Um, I, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know if you're the WWE what you do. I think it's very clear that their game plan is just kind of hope this one goes away. Um, if you get pressed on it by any major media outlet, this is the nice so thing. Like Fox News writing an article about it is, the, to my knowledge, the biggest mainstream but, and the first mainstream but, source. But to there's write nothing about that it. suggests that Fox News is sending a reporter who's hounding the WWE about whether or not they're going to fire Randy Orton. Right. Writing a story about it to get some clicks because it's something that people are talking about on the internet is a bigger is a is a far different thing than. This is a major topic, and we're going to keep hounding you, and now sponsors are going to be hounding you about what you're... You know what I mean? They're, they're two different things. Right. So short of a major news outlet making it something that they won't give up on, that they won't let go away, I think the WWE's game plan is, you know, let's... Have him lurk, have him lurk for a month until people forget it. Kind of. That's, that's the sense that I get. That's the sense that I get is let's not advertise him let's not you know push him for a little bit let's just sort of have him kind of be around you know we don't have to take him off tv but you know let's maybe not make a poster right now that's got randy orton on it that we're gonna hang up uh you know outside the barclay center right and let's see if a month from now anybody's still talking about it and that's mm-hmm. the sense that i'm getting and i you know I would love to tell you what's right and wrong in this situation. I will have to admit in, in this case, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's easy for me to say when, with some of the tweet stuff that's come out recently that <clears throat> I am willing to say that guys, if they apologize for it and they appear contrite, then I'm more than willing to give them a second chance and say there's no need to penalize somebody for that. But The, the problem is this isn't the second chance. And, but and, but it, 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 it really is a different story for Andy Orton because I don't know that he's ever paid a penalty for being a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that he ever did serve, you know, his time. This is not – this the, – the actions of Randy Orton are not single apology is enough type of actions. You know what I mean? Like, making bad jokes on Twitter, again, to some extent, like, you know, the, the ones that we, we heard about, the two guys that were dealing with it, right. I was okay with saying those guys, their penalty is they've got to apologize. With Randy Orton – the, these actions deserve far more significant penalties than him apologizing. And the problem is we don't know that he's ever been penalized for anything. We know that he's been penalized for when he got busted for steroids. Right. But we don't know that he's ever served a penalty for the heinous things that are commonly known that Randy Orton did. And that makes it a little bit trickier. I, I, I don't. I, my gut is it does end up going away, that it just ends up not being a thing, but there is a part of me that says at some point the WWE maybe should have said, you know what, we have made a mistake in the past with Randy Orton, we didn't handle it appropriately, and and we're going to work with him. And the truth is to go to Randy Orton right now and say, dude, you're going to take a four-month vacation. You know, you're going to take a, a six-month vacation, whatever it is. We'll see you for WrestleMania. You know, it seemed like he was getting to the point of his career where he was probably going to be more and more of a part-time player anyway. Yeah, but I think they had something big in store for it. I don't know how big, but I think that this this wasn't a we're turning you heel just to kind of mess around the mid-card thing. 
I mean, okay, I guess, but what were you looking forward to him doing? Oh, well, was I looking at nothing? Cause yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't enjoy Randy Orton for the most part. Granted, I think his promos lately have been at least interesting, but again, just as an in-ring worker, while he's good, he doesn't excite me in any way. Um, but I think that, you know, every, all, all the signs pointed towards, yeah, I think this was a, they had something in mind for him, even if I didn't particularly care for it. But do you think that was AJ Styles versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania? I don't know about WrestleMania. I think they would have, because, you know, in, in my mind, it's still Ms. Daniel Bryan. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, mean. I think that short of that, I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know what well, I mean? Well, what like, if it was AJ Styles Rand? Oh, I guess it wouldn't be AJ Styles because I would want the Miz in favor. But what if it was Randy Orton getting a title shot sometime between now and then? Okay, but again, if it's Randy Orton getting a title shot at, at I don't at Lord knows, I don't even know what the pay per views are. You know, if it's it's at, at TLC at TLC, who cares? You got to switch somebody out there. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Not a big deal. It's just it's just not a big deal to do that. And I, I don't think they will, for what it's worth. Again, I'm going to keep coming back to it. I think they're just going to work under the idea that it's just going to go away. Um, and I think they're probably right about that. That's my gut. But what should they do? I do think that at some point the WWE is stepping back and saying, look, there have been a litany of things related to Randy Orton, and we never handled them appropriately. And we are going to handle them appropriately now because we do want to make a statement about bullying, and we do want to make a statement about hazing, and we do want to make a statement about the type of company that we are. I would be in favor of that, and I would support it. And I know that's tricky, and the contract maybe doesn't allow it, and you know that's the type of thing they've got to deal with, but I would have no problem with the WWE, and I would be in favor of the WWE coming out and saying, we we have gotten this wrong in the past. We have we have mm-hmm. we have not handled Randy Orton appropriately, and we are going to do that now. And we're going to make a statement and 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 going to Randy Orton and saying, "Dude, you'd be really smart to support this." To publicly say, "You know what? I should have paid more of a penalty when I was younger because I was not a good person then." Because it's it's out there. You're kind of a you're not admitting to something that people don't already know. Right. Um, just say when I was younger, I I was a I was a bad guy, and I I do think that I should you know make a statement about bullying myself, make a statement about um, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and I want to be a role model, and I want it, so I'm I'm going to agree to this. You know, I yeah. I don't know what it does, but I think it would. I think I just think it would be the right idea. It it, it definitely sends the right message. It sends the message you want to send. Uh, I think your initial inclination is probably correct that they're going to just hope it goes away. But if it doesn't go away, if they're, you know, I think they wanted the May, you know, or not the the fabulous Moolah thing to go away. It didn't go away and it forced them to change things. Right. That's true. That's true. So, you know, I I think that it'll just depend on how much pressure they face. If, you know, now that we're getting into, if there are a lot of questions from outside sources about it, here at SummerSlam because they're going to have a lot of media available. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It's a good point. So th- this is, you know, it's not the time. It's it, For him, it's not a good time for it to come up. It's a fair point. If they do get any high-profile questions, yeah, they might do something. If it gets through this week and nothing happens and no one brings it up, then, yeah, he probably uh, comes back pretty shortly. All right. When we come back in, Jordan Grace is going to join us. She has an awesome book out, and she's all in and could end up competing for the Ring of Honor world title at All In, which would just be a truly holy shit type of moment. Uh, we'll talk to Jordan Grace next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. Let's go! Let's go! 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual college football preview edition, in which we offer thorough previews of the season for all of the FBS, FCS, and Division Three programs in the state. Additionally, the edition includes a preview of the high school football season for the region as well. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark and Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. It is a pleasure to be joined now by someone who, I, this concept is so awesome, I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of this book. It's called dms of a female indie wrestler and by the way she's got something pretty important happening in just a couple of weeks as she's going to be a part of the over the budget battle royal as part of all ins zero hour on wgn and you know presumably she could very well be competing for an even more significant title later on that night joining us now is jordan grace here on jobbing out jordan it's glenn and aaron it's so good to talk to you thank you for taking the time for us hey guys no problem all right so the concept for the book because like as soon as i saw what you were doing i said oh my god this is a 10 now i also realize it's probably horrifying and it's probably not as funny as i think it is in my head but just when did you decide that you were going to take all of these DMs and say, I am going to publish this so people see what it is that I deal with? Well, this has been an idea that I've thought about for years, and I'm sure many other women in the world who are kind of in the public eye have thought about this as well. But uh, I finally decided to execute it just, I want to say, a couple of months ago. Um, I just decided to finally do it, and it really, it's really even a bigger thing that I even would have thought it would have been. I mean, the first 100 copies sold out in, I want to say, like, a week. Wow. And the pre-order, yeah, it's crazy. And I had to order a whole new batch, and so hopefully this one sells out, too. That's cool. That, I mean, it's, okay, now that being said, were there any that you were like, okay, this is probably the best example that I could ever give, but I, I don't want to include it for one reason or another? Yeah, there was, there was a few, you know, appendage pictures that I just... So I couldn't, you know, I couldn't include him because I have no idea. I don't know about the wall, that sort of thing. Like, if a guy recognizes his little ding along, like, to me for, you know, I don't know <laughs> for including that. Oh <laughs> also, my. a big thing is, I don't know how old these people are, so I don't know if I'm including, like, child pornography with some of these people. Yeah. I know one guy said he was, yeah, I know, it's crazy. One guy, one kid said he was, like, 14, but he was, I don't know, it's like a whole thing. Oh. <laughs> Now, was was there one moment that you're like, okay, I have to do this, or was this just building and building and building, and, and finally it, it broke? Oh, this was definitely, this has been building since I started wrestling, so I'm eight years in now, so it's been building all over this time, and I, so this is not the first book, let me tell you that. I, I have a lot more coming. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I'm trying to ask this, the mo- is there... You leave your DMs open, though. I actually know that because that's how I got in touch with you to get on this show, and I hope that doesn't mean I'm going to be in the next book. Um, but No, only if you say some inappropriate stuff. That's a good, okay. that's a good way to get in it. Now, do you do that purposely now? Is, like, is it now a point where you're like, well, this is just such good content that I have to leave my DMs open? Nope. I've always had my DMs open since I started Twitter and I started my Instagram. They've always been open because – 
you know, for every one of these perverts that inbox me, there's 10 other fans that are saying some really encouraging, uplifting things. That's cool. And I want to leave my inbox open for those guys. That's that's okay. Now, the see, not, like that actually gives me hope because before then, wrestling fans aren't all terrible. terrible I was people. I was really worried that the math was going to end up working the other way. Like I was really worried that the math was going to be ten to one uh, perverts to actual like decent human being. No, especially since I started like sharing these DMs, I've been getting a lot more like uplifting messages. Like maybe just to try and maybe these fans are trying to counteract these perverts. What what is okay? Now paint me a picture. If what's what's the type of message that if you get if someone gives sends you that message you'd say hey I'd respond to that person and say hey thanks I appreciate that. Um, I can't I can't respond to everybody. It's like uh, that's one of the big things. I I get a lot of messages every single day, but there's been a few people that have said you know like their my weight loss has motivated them and you know they were depressed and after following me I've really helped them to regain a a little part of their life and. I definitely want to reach out to those people and say, you know, thank you for, thank you for everything and thank you for telling me this. Wow, wow, that's cool, that's cool. God, this is, this could have gone such a different direction. Now it's like the most inspiring thing I've ever heard. I'm happy. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah, right. No, is the book, yeah, is it yeah, all the, majority the, are definitely the weirder like stuff, people. or is there a balance there? Yeah, for sure. So, okay, and I understand what Aaron was saying. So, do you in the book itself? Do you include any of the positive stuff? No, I don't include any of the positive stuff. Um, I, I just, you know, from a business standpoint, I don't think that would sell that well. <laughs> but it's not to say that I'm not going to make a book in the future that is not about these positive and, un- and uplifting things. This was really just a test run. I had no idea it was going to do as well as it did. Like, I literally, it's a, it's a huge shocker to me that it's doing as well as I did. And I've had so many, like, media inquiries about this. It's in, It's incredible, actually. So it's not to say that it's, out of the picture that I would make an inspiring DM like book. Uh, it's it's such a cool concept. Um, I, I love it. I can't wait to get a copy of it. I'm uh, I am right now. I'm at jordangracewrestler.com and I am about to put in my own order for DMs of a female indie wrestler because <laughs> it's and it's only twelve ninety nine too. So it's just it, the concept is so cool. It's so worth supporting. Jordan Grace yeah, is with tw- us. Sorry, it's twelve ninety nine, and also I just want to point out that ten percent of the proceeds do go to Rain. I'm not familiar. I'm not sure if you're familiar, okay. familiar with the charity. Uh, I, I know. I think Mick Foley did something with it, right? Yeah, the yeah the uh, rape, abuse, incest. I'm forgetting what the N stands for, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm ten percent of the proceeds are going to that, just so I have a little something to like donate, give back to charity. Awesome, awesome. That's even cooler. Very cool. Jordan Grace with us here on Jobbing Out. Uh, all right, so this all-in thing is pretty freaking awesome. Um, how how cool is this for you to be a part of this thing? And, like, is there any part of you that sort of, like, is pinching yourself because you just can't believe how well this whole thing has come together? You know, I have a big smile on my face right now that you're asking me that because it's just, like, it's really surreal because not only am I going to be on the show, which is, like, I think that's one of every wrestler's dreams right now is to be on this all-in show because, you know, you see – all these people that aren't booked for all in, they have they've been making these all out graphics. Have you seen those? No, no. Okay, tell- so, <laughs> they've been like photoshopping themselves. I guess it's a little <laughs> you know uh, publicity thing. Instead of it saying all in, it says all out, and then you know they put a oh. picture. Of <laughs> That's them. great. Yeah, it's really good. That's really good. <laughs> so That's yeah, really I'm good. I'm just ecstatic about being a part of the show, and I really think it's it's a big part of history that I'm a part of. 
Yeah, when you first started hearing about it, hey, how did you get involved with it? Obviously, you're a big name, but as you said, a lot of big names are not included in it. And, and did you think when you first heard of this idea that it would become this big? When I first heard about it, I was skeptical, but at the same time, I know what kind of influence that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks have in the wrestling world. So I was like, when it, when they sold out in what was like 30 minutes, I was just like, wow, that's incredible, and it really shows us where wrestling is today in 2018. The over-the-budget Battle Royal, which, by the way, first of all, has such an amazing name. Like, it's just a high, high fives all around. Um, to specifically, like, did you camp, did you say, this is what I want to do? I don't want to be involved in a women's match. This is the right thing for me. This is the right. How did that part of this come about? No, I think because the guys know that I'm such a huge advocate of intergender wrestling. Yeah. That this was the perfect spot for me. Um, I, look, I don't know if you know anything yet, and so you you might already know who's going to win this thing. But like, have you thought at all about this possibility? Like, what it would mean if you do end up winning this thing, and no longer are you just part of the card, but now you're wrestling for the Ring of Honor title as part of the biggest event that you know wrestling has seen in this fashion ever. Like, has that thought pay per view? Yes. Okay, so I will tell you honestly, I have no idea who's going to win. Like, okay. I think that's no one. I don't think anyone knows that right now, actually. But I, I, if I did win, it would be huge. Obviously, not only would it be on you know national television, intergender match, me beating every single one of the guys. It would just be, it would be so big. I can't. I, I really can't even describe it. And then I'd also not all. Like, just me winning the battle, the battle royal against all those men in itself would be incredible. But then to have an opportunity to go on later and wrestle Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor World Championship, it would be groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> it would be one of the more significant – like, let's just call it what it is. It would be one of the more significant moments in the history of professional wrestling. I'm, I don't think I'm blowing smoke there. No, I, I, I do feel 100% that it would be, and it would definitely, like, solidify that intergender wrestling is here to stay. Oh, that'd be really cool. You know, especially, <laughs> obviously, throughout the independence, intergender wrestling has really taken on a new life over the past couple of years. But when you're talking about the Ring of Honors, when you're talking about, obviously, WWE and above, we haven't really seen that. A, why do you think that is? And, and B, what will it take for them to really uh, get onto intergender wrestling? The reason I think that is is because a lot of people, I know it's crazy, but they don't, they just don't understand wrestling and they don't know that for the most part it's scripted. And if they do, they still think for some reason it's, what, what, do, they, what do they say? They say uh, domestic abuse, even though the people in the ring that are wrestling each other aren't in a relationship. They, they, think, they think that, and for some reason they just, I really don't know. I, I can't really wrap my head around why people don't like intergender wrestling. Especially if you know that both of the people that are wrestling each other are consenting to the, to doing this type of match. It's not like the, the booker was like, oh, hey, uh, by the way, Jordan, you're going to be wrestling uh, Jonathan Gresham tonight. And I just said no. And they still put me in anyways. Like, <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> no, it's so funny because somebody legitimately thinks that. And that's the sad part. <laughs> like yeah, this. that is the sad part. But I think that the more publicity it gets and the more people – start to understand exactly what intergender wrestling is the more positive it's going to be and people are going to start to accept it more 
Now, obviously, like when it was Keith Lee versus Kimberly, it was difficult because you just don't want to see a family split like that. You know what I mean? Like that <laughs> that's the difficult part. But, you know, that's a really unique circumstance is when you have a brother and sister. definitely a unique circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Jordan, we, so uh, when I saw on your page that you were based out of York, PA, which everybody knows and we're localized. We're Baltimore and D.C., and so that's just up the road from here. I said, Hey, I spent a summer in Lancaster, too. Right, yeah. I, I, I had never heard that before. Are you actually in York and like when did how did you end up there um yeah I, I live here i've lived here for about three years now i'm originally from austin texas um uh, where do i even start it's basically a long story but i moved around a lot throughout my life and uh, i moved back to texas at one point to live with my mom for about a month and me and my boyfriend jonathan gresham i have no idea if you know him or not but i'm familiar <laughs> with him of, yes he's a big part of ring of honor right now yes familiar <laughs> um we literally pointed at a map, and we were like, I don't want to live in the city. I don't want to live in Philly. I don't want to live in Baltimore. Those, are too, they're, those cities are too big. And we pointed at York, and we were like, that looks good. And we decided to just move up here. Okay, wait. Really? <laughs> no, that's, that's the true story. No okay, all right, hang on a second. You're, are you aware of the fact that the band Live once recorded a song about the town of York called Shit Town? Um, no, it's, and, and it's, clearly it's, I did not know that. By the way, it's where they're from. They were. It was sort of ironic, but you know what I mean. Like the, you, you just pointed a map and said, "We'll just move." I'm, I'm, I, I don't even know how to finish this sentence. I'm so <laughs> befuddled by this. I've done That's a lot exactly of things. Exactly what we did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I mean, it worked out. I was gonna say, I guess it's working. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, that is ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is... I definitely was, and for the first year, I hated it. I just wanted to leave every second. But York has grown on me, and everything. Like when I'm when I'm not traveling, I don't have to leave within a mile of my house. I, it's the best life I've ever had. Okay, and obviously, there's a lot of work. You know, you you reference sort of being in between Baltimore and Philly. There's there's clearly a lot of of wrestling to be had, and a lot of opportunities to work where you don't have to travel an insane amount in order to get there. Yeah, you know what? At first, I was traveling pretty locally, but over the past, I want to say, like, six months to a year, I haven't really worked in the area that much. Um, I've been getting flown a lot of places. I've been going to Europe and Japan a lot, and I just I don't have the opportunity to wrestle a lot around here anymore. But luckily, Baltimore is, like you said, up the road, and the airport's there, too. Yeah, you can. So it's nice to have that hub there. And I, and I did want to talk about some of these, you know, these traveling you're doing. And you just came off the Progress Tour. You got to work for Progress. You got to compete for the Progress Women's Title. Like, what? What were those three know, uh, shows right? like for you? <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. Like, uh, when they contacted me about it through Twitter DM, I want to tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that has to go in the book too, by the way. That's in the next book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I do get bookings through Twitter DM occasionally. And I was just so ecstatic, and there was no way I could miss it. That's so cool. That's so freaking cool, man. I'm so blown away. Uh, Jordan, I know we got to let you go because you're in the middle of your work day. Um, so we got to let you roll. But what can we – obviously the book, I mentioned that. But what else can we plug for you? What's coming up? What's on the horizon? Um, this weekend I, I'm in Houston, Texas for Reality of Wrestling and Title Match Wrestling. I'm wrestling high-end for the Diamonds. Uh, championship title and that's in Texas City, Texas and you can watch that at 
TitleMatchNetwork.com. Awesome. And, of course, you're on Twitter, at Jordan Grace. What about Instagram, T-shirts? T-shirts just on the website, right? T-shirts just on the website, and the website is JordanGraceWrestler.com. And for those who have no idea who I am, my name is spelled kind of weird. Yeah. It's J-O-R-D-Y-N-N-E, not the normal spelling. Not like Michael Jordan, like Jordan yeah, Grace, like Jordan. who, exactly. by the way, is might about to become the first ever female Ring of Honor champion. So, in a way, frankly, more important than Michael I, Jordan. I, it's definitely more important. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Jordan, seriously, this is so much fun. You're awesome, and we can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to get my hands on the book, first of all, and we can't wait to see what happens with All In and the Battle Royal, and we are rooting like hell for you because you kick ass. Continued success. Thank you guys so much. Let me know what you think about the book. Awesome. She is really effing cool, man. Thank York. you. York? What's that? York? Yeah, I mean, what a bizarre... Like, there's a part of me that's like, do I really believe that? But, like, it's almost like, if it's not true, why would you make it up that way? Um, that's so cool. So cool. She's great. Uh, appreciate Jordan Grace taking the time for us and, uh, and joining us here on Jobbing Out. All right, let's wind down for the week. Let's get into the... Quick count as we touch on some things that we haven't had the opportunity to touch on during the course of the show that we should. Uh, Aaron, I hear that there were some uh, goings-on out in uh, Japan over the course of the last week. Well, yeah, there's there were two big things New Japan related. One, of course, is the G1 came to a close, and if you didn't watch it, just go back and watch. I mean, hell, watch the entire B block because some of the best wrestling you will see ever has taken place over the past month just absolutely tremendous job and uh, we came away with the ace of new japan tanahashi winning the g1 so barring a loss of the the contract briefcase it will be kenny omega versus tanahashi in the main event of wrestle kingdom which i don't think anyone would say that's a bad idea you no, have not the... at all but i i can't believe you're bearing the lead oh Another Juice Robinson the promo. Hit, the new you haven't from been the here the last four weeks with us 20 that have been going at it every single night for a month in the G1, A block and B block. No, you weren't here. Where were you, huh? I know exactly where you were. You were doing a TV show. A TV show. What's it called, Debbie? You like that stuff. I don't watch it. The Green Arrow. Or something, your friend Josh and that. Well, I don't. You know what I'm talking about. Talking Somebody's got to know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about because I've been here at the G1. All right, at Tamatonga. All right, Tetsuya Naito, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, Zack Saber Jr., Ishii. That's the front of the line. That's the whole line. All right. You're at the end of the line, but you know what? This is mine, and I got some say in this. That's right, I got some say in this. So bring your happy ass to the front of the line because if you think that I'm the same Juice Robinson that you fought at Wrestle Kingdom 10, well, you're an idiot because I am not. And I also heard those people cheer for him and chant his name, and that's okay because they did it before he said those terrible things. All right? That's all right. But I'm going to prove to you people all the people here at Budokan, all the people watching on New Japan World, all the people all over the world, that I am not the same Juice Robinson. 
And he's not the same Cody Rhodes. He was a focused Cody Rhodes then. He was a hungry Cody Rhodes then. He wasn't a Cody Rhodes off promoting all in with the Young Bucks. Woo, whoop de doo or playing comic book with Josh Armeal or whatever the heck his name from. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't know him from a ham sandwich and I couldn't care less. I'll tell you this right now, Cody Rhodes. I'll tell you this. I'm going to face you. I don't care where it is, when it is. I will beg, plead, and do whatever I have to do to the New Japan office to get them to move your happy ass to the front of the line. All right? Make it happen. I don't care where, when. Cody, I'm going to prove to you I ain't. I ain't the same Juice Robinson. And, of course, as I said on Twitter, Aaron, as a man who's been a Juice Robinson fan since... Uh, God, Forever. Uh, 1962, I want to say, mm-hmm. was about when I came on board. Uh, he is not the same Juice Robinson. And I can say yeah. that with authority because I'm a man who would know. So I just want to follow up on that. And, yes, ye who is worried about... Oh, apparently they don't want cussing anymore in New Japan. Juice Robinson will be just fine. And I assure you, if Juice Robinson wants to cuss, they'll let Juice Robinson cuss (laughs) at some point. In the meantime, he'll continue to be better than anyone on the planet when he's got a microphone in front of him. Up yours, Cody Rhodes. That's what I have to say. There we go. Um, In other New Japan news, they, alongside Ring of Honor, instantly sold out Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, uh, it, it's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, I mean that. I, I don't think that it's going to be a problem for the WWE to sell out Barclays Center. Like, no. I think there'll be two sold out buildings that night. So, yeah, cool, cool. I mean, people yeah. are, are can choose what they want to choose. I'm sure NXT will still be an amazing show. Um, there's there's going to be like a hundred thousand wrestling fans in New York City. On top of the people that are already in New York City. So, you know, it seems like they should be able to sell out two arena shows. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. I'm all in. Yep. Just, just awesome to see because, like, yeah, I didn't think they would. I thought it would sell out. I didn't think it would sell out instantly. Nine months in advance or wherever we are, eight months in advance. It was impressive. Yep. It was awesome. Yep, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, I did remember uh, one thing. I know it's not on the rundown, but uh, we should mention it. SmackDown 1000 in D.C. Yeah, 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 in October um, at Capital One Arena. And, I, you know, I don't know what they do for SmackDown 1000. I don't know if it's it's the type of show where they just, you know, try it out the same guys they normally try it out or if they really try Under, to do something. Undertaker has been advertised for and that's it. And that's cool. Like, I like I, you know, who doesn't like seeing The Undertaker? Boy, is it really hard to believe that we've gotten this far and John, John Cena is, I guess, not going to be at SummerSlam? Like, it's a weird bit. Weird bit. I am so blown away by that. Um, but yeah, my guess is it's going to be some guys making some appearances and that'll be cool. I mean, I, I don't think that we're going to get like, uh, it won't be raw 1000. I don't think so. I don't think so. And, um, I am curious to see if they try to make it a three hour. I don't know how that'll work with USA. If USA would be okay with that, but I mean, considering the next half hour has been the Miz on, I mean, like I'm pretty sure the USA network is willing to give them more TV time. How dare you? That is the biggest reality show I know, I hear you. I mean, it's, USA history although, although, and it's already got renewed I know it already got renewed but apparently the last two weeks ratings have not been as good like they just not well of course they haven't been as good well no, not as good as the first like, week but I mean more sense. like even from what they thought the drop off was going to oh, be really? yeah but that's fine I mean I don't, it's not like they're, they're clearly they still picked up the show for a second season they're good right. 
Um, and I don't know how long. I don't know how long it's running for, but it might be that it runs for just long enough that it like leads up to that week and it all works out. Really well. I mean, I you would think that it will Con- be about ten considering, to episodes. So that'll be right okay, there. Here's the problem with that: considering Maurice has already had the baby on the show, where are you going from there? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how many more weeks you're doing. Like, that's supposed to be what you build up to on a show like that, right? Like, you're right. supposed to do. 10 weeks leading to the final episode being the baby episode. Considering they did the baby I, episode. I, I guess the, the Miz as a new dad. I mean, that's cool, like, but I did a good three, four episodes right there. Is it seven episodes? <laughs> I mean, I like, I hear you. That's a, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's coming. Also, we should mention that uh, Kevin Nash did, of course, have the greatest tweet of all time. Yes. Um, as, uh, God bless him. It really does ruin the bit. You are right about that part, Aaron. Uh, Kevin Nash tweeted out, can't remember a SummerSlam this stacked from top to bottom ever. Really looking forward to watching it Sunday. Uh, some guy named Johnny responds, is a surprise return on the cards possible, Kevin? Hashtag Big Daddy Cool. Uh, some other guy named Wassim Purvis, his name not me, uh, says, I wonder what Nash would do if he returned at SummerSlam. To which Kevin Nash responded, tear my quad. That's it. It's the end. It's over. Yep, that is the end. No doubt about that. All right. Um, anything else? Uh, uh, I, it's, I think it's worth you knowing the, the whole Punk Cabana situation. Obviously, it's going to play out in the courts. Um, I'll say this: it's in, the one really interesting thing from a wrestling standpoint, and this doesn't necessarily mean anything going forward. But you know, Progress went to Chicago after they went to Seattle. They ran a show. Uh, Jim Smallman was running down. You know putting over the crowd how great Chicago is of a wrestling crowd. He said, you know, and Chicago, the home of CM Punk, deafening booze. Mm, okay. All right. I mean, I, I, you know, we'll see. Now, yeah, I mean, obviously, if, if Cult of Personality plays at any yeah. point, the crowd's yeah, losing it. Yeah, going to lose their shit. Yes, correct. Yes. Correct. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get you. I get you. Not great. Not ideal. I hear you on no. that. Um, all right. Is that it? I believe that's it. All right. Very good. Uh, Aaron, let's get the plugs in. You're on Twitter. At the AOster. Show's on Twitter. At Jobbing Out Show. And Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. Oh, the email. Yeah, you can do that. Email is Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. And uh, obviously, I'll have some stuff around uh, SummerSlam and other stuff coming right. up. Very good. In the Baltimore Sun. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com is my website. Thanks again to Steve Miggs, and thanks to Jordan Grace for joining us as well. Uh, next week, Jacob Casper joins the show. Um, a, a another uh, We had uh, uh, our buddy Spencer Myers on a couple weeks ago, who was a Maryland, University of Maryland wrestler who had a tryout with WWE. Jacob Casper, a Duke wrestler. Um, now, I booked the Maryland guy. Aaron booked the Duke guy. Might want to talk about that at some point. Yeah, you Might know. want to have that conversation. But we'll talk to Jacob Casper next week. And maybe another surprise guest, perhaps, for next week's show, Aaron? Possibly. We okay. will see about that one. Okay. Uh, one that would maybe, you would say, uptick something for us? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. All right, very good. Uh, for Aaron and for the main event, vent, 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 vent. Vent. AJ Francis Vent. Oh, I did it to myself. That was a terrible bit. I'm Glenn. (laughs) This has been jobbing out. Jobbing out.